Alrighty, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. We are joined today by the great Robbie Ellers. Hey, what's up, guys? I think uh, the last time you were on was last season, and then we were going to try to have you on again, but then the birth of my son, Philip. Uh, Took precedent. Got, yeah. Uh, got in the it was way. a bonus. Hey, you know, you yeah. know I, I'll let so, you slide this time. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's back. Um, obviously, uh, one of the more depressing episodes probably this is going <laughs> to end yeah. up being. But Bob's are not high in the room. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so starting off, FSU, LSU. We were talking before this, uh, before, well, let me back up a little bit. Three years ago, how ironic, three years ago today on your Snapchat story was you at the Texas game. Third and 17th. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a nice reminder that we've, we've been in a good spot before. And honestly, the LSU Tigers have been great for most of our lives, but, uh, Right. Yeah, it was a good reminder. Good, good to see that. Uh, seeing the Texas fans get all butt hurt, um, and then seeing you know obviously Joe Burrow. But um, yeah, it's amazing that, uh, like you said, we've been our standard is so high because we've been good for such a yeah. long time, and I think the shock that has reverberated throughout Tiger Nation here lately is because we thought that the end of our woes was here right um with brian kelly but obviously there's still some work to do i mean every, anybody that has watched this game that knows football knows that this is going to take some time right. um so i'm not hitting the panic button yet like a lot of people want to but um yeah that no, that I, texas game was a reminder that good days are still ahead yes so. and we're, we're st- we still have the brand we still have um I, someone brought up today i was talking with and um you know LSU is getting talked about. Brian Kelly's getting talked about. Right. Right. I personally, and I might have been out of the loop, was in New Orleans responsibly. Um, <laughs> but I, I haven't heard a lot about Caleb Williams, so take that, Lincoln. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Right. We're, yeah, we're, running, yeah. we're running the media sh- machine right now. They're talking about us and how great we are. How great our head coach is. Yeah. Everybody loves Brian Kelly. Right. Even, yes. even, even people that are not affiliated with LSU – they even, love them. Even the Catholics, uh, right? Even even uh, Grant Klein and uh, Warren Arsenal. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also call me a fraud. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I I I agree with you. I think the only thing that I feel with regards to the panic button is I'm not pressing it because I've just had my hand on it for three years. You're right. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, my hand can't get off the panic button. Yeah. Right. That was like that was for me the the real thing is. By the time I got to the second quarter, I was like, well, this is kind of the same thing that I've been used to for the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Couple. So at the FSU game, um, you guys, Matt and uh, Robbie, y'all went to the game. I was watching it from home. A um, couple takeaways. We can just, you know, go over it. A lot of what we'll say has probably already been said, but just some of the things that I thought about that I haven't heard from other outlets is one FSU had a game before us and that to me when you have a new coach and a new a brand new team brand new quarterback from another school 
you need warm up games to really get in a groove. Kayshawn Butte didn't he? Pl- he didn't play at all last year, right? Or he he played up until uh, the uh, Kentucky game, I think. Kentucky, right. Yeah. And so he, like, I mean, he he led like I think he led the uh, college football in receiving yards for like two weeks after right. he got hurt. He was, exactly. He so, was going to win the Blitnikoff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So coming off of that fresh new team, I think. Um, having a warm-up game does wonders for stuff like that. Because you could see when we had a minute left, all of a sudden we decided to play offense. So right. it was like yeah. that. I think that makes a difference. And I also underestimated how many guys we lost because it's like the personnel was there last year. We just couldn't put it together coaching-wise. We almost freaking beat Alabama. But I underestimated how many people we lost because – and we were kind of texting about it before – if you would have asked me at 6.25 p.m. on Sunday, I somebody would have been able to convince me that we would have had a playoff berth Easy. with, with yeah. Brian Kelly and yeah. the, the Brian recruits Kelly hype machine. Real. Exactly. I mean, dude, dude, it was like for like 10 months, it's just like we were just like building it up and it's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to easily beat Florida State. Unfortunately, we were very, very wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, it for me, it's just like, you know, Brian Kelly is trying to implement his culture in there. And we all thought, okay, you know, everything's going good so far. You know, just play the game. But and we what, only lost by one, too. Right. So it's like – Yeah, and the crazy thing with that is we should have lost by more. Yeah. And then you factor in that they did not score on the two muff punts that they recovered. Right. Right. Exactly. And then they also – they had one block kick, and then they obviously had the last block kick. <sighs> so, I mean, just, just incredible effort to even be within – Right, an opportunity, yeah. giving ourselves an opportunity to even play for a chance to win, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's it was just uh, nightmarish. I mean, when we didn't score on that first drive, yeah, yeah, I, I felt like um, I love the play call to Butte. Oh man, that zone. was you yeah. Got, he had yeah, make, that could have been a touchdown. You, you got to make that catch, yeah. Sean, You know, there, there's no excuse to me. Um. And that's part he, he, of the getting the yips out. Like I said last yeah. last week, last episode, I was like, it's going to be getting the yips out, and Florida State has already gotten them out with their first game. So, right. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But. Right, man, but it's like, it's like Keishon Boutte, you know, he has seven for a reason. Now, I do understand that he hasn't played – he only played in like four or five games last year. So, he's definitely I, – I, you know, he was frustrated the whole night, but, you know, I, I think that had to do just with the fact that he wanted the ball. Now there were a lot of plays, like I mean, including the last. I mean, he didn't have a catch until like the last drive. I'm pretty sure of the game. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, the, it was like in the third quarter when they're in the they're about to score. Um, Cam Wire got called for a false start, which Wire, which we'll get to that in a minute. But um, uh, you know, Keishon Boutte was just you know he's pissed off and everything about it. So then the next play, you know, uh, Daniels throws a you know he throws a slant. And Daniels throws a pretty ball to him, and Kayshawn doesn't even turn around and try to go after it. Yeah, which just shows you that, you know, he's just definitely frustrated the whole night because it's like even communications. It's like even last year, Kayshawn Boutte was just. I mean, even though LSU was doing horrible, he was the bright spot. I mean, he was the best player in college football last year if he didn't get hurt. Right. But you know, not getting the ball, I could tell like he, you know, it, you know, it, it had to hurt, but. To me, it opens up more like guys like Malik Neighbors, who even after he muffed those two punts, bro, he was he still he still went crucial catches right after that, which is a good sign from Brian Kelly 
and I think we tweeted about it or we texted about it. Like he went right back to neighbors right. immediately after right. he screwed that up. So yeah. yeah, I thought that was uh, that in general on the last drive was uh, it was encouraging because you know we obviously saw you know out there on the field a team that in my opinion didn't look. Uh, like they had energy, they didn't look like they were organized. They didn't look right. like they were Confused. playing hard. Right. But it's encouraging to me that even with all that from the fans' perspective, you know Kelly and Denbrock, whoever you know, whoever's calling plays, especially at the end, I don't know who. Um, really have no clue who. But they did. You know, like you said, they they went to neighbors, and right. you know, I think them having that confidence and belief, you know, consistently through the season is going to go a long way because there are going to be a lot of growing pains. Right. Yeah. So as long as they can just keep build, like Matt said, like keep building this culture and you know start from the ground up, you know uh-huh. those little things matter a lot more than you know winning an opening game. Like we weren't going to win the national championship this year. We weren't even nah. going to come close. It's no it chance. really is about <laughs> making sure that we expel all these demons. Right. That we that basically Coach O put a bandaid on it because you got Joe Burrow, but we've had problems since 2014. Right, yeah. and, and I mean, it's that is for, true, for, for yeah, for for me, it's like LSU is still going through like a detox, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, you know, players like, but the players now, it's like, okay, well, you know, we lost to UCLA. Okay, we could just do like, okay, we'll do what O says, but O's not in the building anymore. It's Brian Kelly. Yeah, they lost a game. Now it's like, okay, well, like for me, the main point was, I, I think what was the problem was you have all these new guys in. I don't think they've gelled together as a team yet, as one team. I feel like a lot of guys went out there, especially Kayshawn Boutte, just kind of went out there and said, you know, just it's all about me, me, me. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, and I think eventually they'll come together as a great team. They'll come together. And that's, that's you know, what you're hoping for. Um, there are some guys on the team that may have not really completely bought in to what Brian Kelly is trying to sell. And, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but – if they haven't bought in, just go in the portal. Yeah. Because, you know. Well, and and a lot of these guys are freshmen and sophomores, like our whole – a lot of our team is. And then also there's a lot of transfer guys too. So it's guys from all over the country, one. Right. You can have bonding during a summer and fall camp and stuff, but it's not going to be like – like the 2019 season – that team bonded over the 2018 season. Yeah, you know, 2018 was, no was new, the, the catapult. Right, to there was right. no brand new guys coming in 2019 from you know from like transferring and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think too, it's like I mean, we've seen it a million times since Saturday, since probably just preseason conversations. There were 39 scholarship players right yeah. last year. <laughs> exactly. You know, we took the most players out of the portal. Than any team in the country, um, and even which thank goodness we did that. Right, that, that that's the, that's all you can do. It's and, like you have to build through the portal. Right, and and mm-hmm. and even that plus the players we had coming back, plus the true freshmen. We I'm pretty sure we still don't have like a a full allotment of scholarship players. I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. And I think the yeah, number is still 85. But I, yeah. Whatever the whatever the number is, I'm pretty sure we, we don't have, have walk-ons with scholarships right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, most kickers in general look like walk uh, walk-ons, but the the punter and kicker that we have look like extreme walk-ons. Yeah, yeah. Dan, yeah. Daniel Ramos and uh, yeah, I, and I don't need my kickers looking like you know they're 
their fit. But I I hate seeing the jersey not fit. And the yeah. it was just a the, bad look for me. And then he and then he gets two. They weren't his fault, but. The special teams coach had something like two Brian weeks ago. Brian Pullian. Yeah, he said he had a press conference and he was like, "LSU fans have been lucky with the amount of success their special yeah. teams group." Yeah, has had. we should have read more into that. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. probably sitting there going, "Like I'm telling these people right now, right? That yeah, this this special teams unit is bad." Yeah. Well, it, and the other thing, um, this is another. So you got a brand new coaching staff at LSU, and you know Brian Pullian mentioned the press conference so. They wanted to put Sage Ryan. They wanted to put uh, Malik Neighbors back on punt returns and uh, Sage Ryan as well. Also, Evan Francioni, who's a walk on. Yeah. Um, but he said someone suggested to Polian that hey, you should put Sage Ryan, uh, the uh, Nickelback at um. At, at, <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. Uh, um, at a at punt returner because he played quarterback at a Lafayette Christian. And Brian Polian said we had no idea that this kid played on offense as well, because it's yeah. just it's, it's it's a new coaching staff that didn't you know some they didn't recruit half these kids so yeah. they're just you know to me they're still trying to figure their team out they're still yeah. trying to understand okay what can we do with this guy what can we do with this guy and I think that as the season goes on you'll find out more and more right and, and it's also they're doing this with one of the most tenacious fan bases right. in college football no, I mean it's toxic. Yeah, very toxic, toxic yeah. very toxic. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, if you if you watched uh, at the end of the game, uh, I think Michael Cobble po- Cobble posted a video of like FSU players just going up to our student section and just like you yeah. know celebrating. Fans were, like throwing stuff, hoagies on the yeah. The on thing the field. I hate the most about our fan base is like it, I, the last few seasons I've been to games, which I guess it would just be this one and last one because twenty twenty I didn't go to a game, um, but. It's I, – I don't know if it's the students or the, the, you know, graduates, whatever you want to call them, who like – I just feel like when we lose games and we've done enough of that recently. Yeah. Like, I, and maybe this is an indictment on me, but everyone's, like, not mad that we lose. And, and yet you still see so much, like, hate online and, like, all this, like, literally, like, anything negative you can think about. And I'm like – Right. I don't know. It, it's – College fo- and, and it kind of to me is it's I'm going off the deep end here because I'm like seeing the end of college football flash before my eyes with like <laughs> everything going on right now with yeah. with NIL and the, the 12 team playoff and yeah you know what's it going to be at some point um, yeah it's interesting because I I think we're at the center of that too because you look at any of the metrics around college football we have the most active and engaged social media team. It started with 2019, the yeah. hype videos and stuff. That's just how it's been. And so when you go from the highest of highs of ever and still Joe, like the guys that were on that team are still representing that success in the NFL right now. Yeah. Right. When you go from that to having with the highest engaged social media to like the lows, the depths of yeah. hell that we're in right now. Rock, rock bottom. Right. Five hundred since Joe Burrow's last game. At eleven, yeah. eleven and thirteen. Yeah. So that I think with our social media presence, it's even more accentuated because right. of yeah. because of that. So uh, another, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, Berg, no. but it's like um, when like when Brian Kelly came in, everybody expected, okay, great coach. Well, he can just mash that talent. LSU's going to go eleven and one this year. I'm yeah. like. 
really eleven yeah. and one. I, I mean, that's I that's said, exciting. Up, that was me. But, but, I thought we would. And I thought you know going after the loss, and I I will admit I uh, I kind of had one too many. Walked out of the dome early. Got I was very very frustrated. You know, not really thinking. Did you I'm see the end of the game? Yeah, yeah. Did you see the end of the game? No, we. Uh, I think we left after. Uh, I think we left after yeah, Florida. Uh, Florida State scored the first or second point, and we yeah. walked. We walked back to Barcadia. Um, God, I forgot what was coming going with this now. Um, yeah, too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But You're um, tweeting, man. I was tweeting. I was texting. I was just. I was <laughs> oh, on fire. I didn't get on Twitter until yeah, I like turn- yesterday. Yeah. So I, uh, but I woke up the next morning and I, and I kind of just looked at everything. I said, you know what? Like, we're okay right now. We're okay. As 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 bad as that loss it was and everything, it's like, look, this is a whole LSU right now is not good. Yeah. Simply just not good because the roster that Brian Kelly inherited is low, and it also went eleven and. Is eleven and thirteen roster. It's not an undefeated. It's not yeah. like everyone. Everyone like every national media correspondent thinks. Oh, this is still two thousand nineteen LSU. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, this is still them. It's not. Right. It's and, an eleven and thirteen roster. Yeah, and it's not even that roster because that roster is gone too. So yeah. Gunner, our co-host that couldn't be here tonight, Gunner said it best. Or no, I, I think I he posted a Reddit thread that I saw this one, but. This isn't even a rebuild year. This is a build year. Right. Yeah, right? start from scratch. Right. You have yeah. to. So, and another, uh, what Gunner said that he did say that I didn't get this from Reddit. This was from Gunner. He was like, at least we're getting all the demons out now and like all the bad press and stuff because Brian Kelly is like freaking under the super duper microscope right now on social media for some freaking reason. But some fucking comment, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, not they, even going to get into that. But Fuck, hang on. Uh, I think, uh, but what Gunner said was true. Like we're getting it all out now. Got the bad game out of the way. It it would have been bad if we would have won this game, beat Southern, and then like I guess I don't even know what our schedule looks like. But Mississippi State, New yeah. Mexico, at well, Auburn, Tennessee, at Florida, Ole Miss, so, by Bama, at Arkansas, UAB. At A and M, it's a it's it's a it's a hell of a schedule for being honest. Oh it, yeah, it was, it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet, and 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 it was a gauntlet assuming you win Florida State. So right. like losing that game means you just have to steal one. Exactly. And I don't think this roster is good. I mean, I say that this is an SEC roster. It's just not a complete one. I, so inherently, it is good enough to steal the game. You just wonder what's going to go first. I think, for me, I, lo- I like Nuss and his potential, and I think that he's the most talented quarterback on the roster. Mm-hmm. I think the difference between him and J- Jaden Daniels, outside of experience, is Daniels will never do anything to lose you a game. Right. I'm not super convinced that he's like gonna be the guy that wins you a game. Yeah. Right. But he's definitely like I and I was that was that much was confirmed on Sunday like right. I mean we did not even come close to losing that game because of Jaden Daniels. Right. Well, one one thing what I was going to say though is like okay, let's say we beat Florida State, then we get Southern. We're going to kick their ass probably just cuz it's like we'll hope. get us it'll be our good scrim. It'll be a good scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then you go to or Mississippi State comes to us and we get absolutely embarrassed by our first SEC. Like right. that would have been worse if we would have beat Florida State year. Southern. The, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. The, the thing about that is, it's like our defense, you know, in the first half just played piss poor against Florida State. But yeah. you know, it was 
missed tackles. That quarterback is good though. They yeah, might missed be the best team in the ACC. And now is he, uh, I don't know is about he, that. Is Travis a, a senior? He's been there for a while. I don't. I can't remember what what classification he is. I I think he's a junior. I'm not too sure, but um, what no one's really talking about is so going into the game. So Florida State had three running backs that run over 100 yards. Okay. Three running backs from over 100 yards against Duquesne, and everyone was thinking, okay, LSU is going to you know get pummeled in the run again by Florida State. Their top back, um, Treshawn Ward. Yeah. 49, 49, yards. 49 yards rushing. Dang. I'll say so, this. I, I think our running back room is awful. And I don't yeah. know, I don't even know if Emory helps or not. But our, yeah. our, our running – I'm not convinced that we have one good running back on the team. Yeah. Kane, maybe because he's, he's done it before. Um, he's played know, like 30 the, games. Yeah, before the injury at Penn State, he, you know, he was a serviceable player. Um, but I, didn't, I wasn't impressed by anything that the running backs did. I think we obviously have receiver talent. But uh, it's it's really going to be the offensive line that has to – and it right. will it'll yeah. gel together. Um, Brian Kelly historically has been good at right. offensive lines. And the past two years have been awful. Right. <laughs> for yeah. I think I was so. the only one that truly freaked out about Campbell. And, like, the, the main thing that was responded to me or just was argued in general was, like, no, he's this good. And I'm like, okay, I that's great, and I agree. Right. However, I never want to start a true freshman left tackle in the SEC. Yeah. yeah. Under zero circumstances. Yeah. yeah Seriously. And no matter how good he is. Yeah. And you yeah. saw – I mean, I, I saw it. And, and Probably a better look on TV, but I saw it in the stadium. Like, I mean, he was getting worked. Yeah. And right. it was, it was, it's because he's a freshman. He's 18 years old. And the Saints are about to start a rookie too, I think. Uh, Trevor, Trevor no, Penning. No, Penning's hurt yeah. till November. Oh, okay. oh, damn. Well, <laughs> Never mind. Hits keep coming. Yikes. Well, and, and like if you look at the whole offensive line as a whole, Will Campbell's a true freshman playing his first college football game ever. Mason Taylor got a lot of reps. Mason Taylor got a lot. And Mason, I think Mason Taylor, Mason Taylor is actually pretty good. I mean, despite the last play, you know, I think it was smart enough for him uh, when – uh, Daniels threw him the pass. He's thinking, okay, I can go score, but then he's thinking, wait, the clock. He tries to step out of bounds. I don't, I don't know if he was out of bounds or not. I, I, I couldn't tell, but I think LSU got away with that. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think they were supposed to be. Yeah, I think he was. Tr- he was just trying his best. Yeah, just trying his best. But, but uh, going going back on the O line as a whole. So Will Campbell's playing as a true freshman. Miles Frazier, the uh, left guard, number seventy. He's playing. You know, he's playing left guard for the first time. He was an all Sun Belt right. Tackle at um at FIU. a FIU. FIU, yeah, yeah, yeah. The center Garrett Dellinger, or Dellinger, first time how they how they, how they pronounce in Michigan up north, up north. Yeah, so he's you know played guard and tackle, and for the first time in his career, like you said, Robbie, he's playing center. I mean, the on the first drive on third down, snaps the ball over his head. That was bad. That was yeah. bad. And uh, the the right guard, um, Anthony Bradford. He's probably he's probably one of your most experienced offensive linemen. He started a couple of games last year at tackle, yeah. And then Cam Wire, I, I hate to criticize players, but Cam Wire and he's he's just not good. <laughs> he got Cam Wire got absolutely just got bullied by FSU. You know they they would send like FSU had like would send three guys at Jaden Daniels. He get down. All five guys just you know couldn't block him. And then Cam Wire to me was the only one in that line that just got pummeled by, you know, Florida State's defenders. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, I know that Emory Jones, the freshman out of Catholic, uh, played a lot. Um, 
I know they, they got that guy from East Tennessee State, that fifth-year senior, Trayvon Shorts. You could see him maybe work there, maybe move Bradford out to right tackle. But, I mean, Cam Wire, you know, he started left tackle for two years, and they moved him to the right side, and he's he, he's just not good. Like Yeah, I, I think, you know, hopefully they just do um, – I don't know, Matt House played every available defensive player. I'm exaggerating. But, you know, I think that just might be the move. Right. Especially on the offensive line. Like just literally trying, maybe maybe don't mix up the center. Maybe keep the center. Keep, keep know, the center. Yeah, don't want to mess up that that continuity with the quarterback. Um, right. But I would not be opposed to like trying it, especially these next next. I, I'm outside of Mississippi State, but like you got Southern and you got New Mexico. New Mexico. I think that uh, just figuring it out, figuring this team out, because I think you said it earlier, man. It's like what's they're still. This is Kelly that Kelly and group still trying to you know and they've had an off season you know that's they don't get a huge pass for that but it is trying to work on personnel and getting making sure everything looks good going forward right uh, the biggest surprise to me was after the game looking at Jaden Daniels's stats twenty six for thirty five two hundred nine yards two touchdowns. And then 16 carries for 114 yards. I think the reason I was so surprised at that is because every, pretty much every one of those rushes, rushes, I mean, every pass, basically every play except for the last minute, just looked like rushed and panicked and just like making something happen. He had 0.5 seconds to throw the ball, so he was just scrambling constantly. So it was like, the stats look great, but... Just like Miles Brennan kind of looked the same way last year. Maybe it was Max Johnson. Max Johnson. Where they would put together a game and you would look at the stats and be like, "How that? what I just watched does not add up to these good-looking right. stats. I know? mean, so. Jaden was actually probably one of the top quarterbacks this week in the SEC. I mean, oh, I know yeah. I know Stetson Bennett just somehow went off out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. and then Anthony Richardson of Florida. But I mean, Jaden Daniels played a great game. I I I don't think I don't think Jaden is. I mean, I I wouldn't be opposed to just going with Jaden the whole season. But no, he did everything they asked him to do. Yeah, yeah. He, he did everything. I mean, to me, that's why that that's why he started because you know the twenty nine starts Arizona State. He's experienced. He well, led a ninety minute or well, not a ninety nine yard drive. If you're really paying attention you, and you and you and you were calling for Nuss or you think Nuss should still play, you you don't you you didn't watch the game carefully because Kelly told you why. Basically, it, without telling you, he told you why the offensive line sucks. Yeah, and yeah, and then you have Tempo, the the yeah. line of the line of thinking, the old school line of thinking that what Kelly's all about is protect the football. Right. Nuss is going to turn the ball over once again. Yeah, um, yeah. A coach like Kelly, I mean, you're going to ha- are you going to have the big play with Nuss? Yes. Could it could it be the last play of the game? Yes. But you're going to have two picks before that. Yeah. Right. I think until yeah. until that changes. And it probably won't because that's how this kid's played his whole life. And I think right. he's got a lot of talent. I he's think just he's so got young. a lot of energy. I like it. I but think he's yeah. just so young. I mean, his yeah. yeah I mean, his da- oh, I mean, his dad is Doug Nussmar. I mean, the guys learned. Yeah, we his, know. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, old Doug. He, he, he showed us who he was last year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's real. I don't think it is. Wait, what was when it? They, when they when they said that Nussmar's dad went up to Pete's and was like trying to make decisions for. Uh, I bet. Well, that's probably what like tipped like Pete's off because like Jake Pete's literally last year just looked like a deer in headlights trying to call plays. Yeah. But the guy, the guy for bringing him up. Maybe we can move on. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I would say, uh, I kind of want to go to defense now. Um, 
Losing first of all, Mason Smith. That sucks. That's that's a you know, the fact and he wasn't even the guy that made the play, but getting hurt on a celebration with another teammate just Yeah. That that's yeah. when I kind of had a you know empty, you know, kind of a uneasy feeling I was in my dejected. stomach. I, I didn't even know well mainly because I wasn't wearing my glasses and I can't see. Which <laughs> yeah. was a dumb thing for me to do, but you don't you don't make a lot of smart decisions in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Uh, no, yeah, no. But uh, went in Rome, right? Uh, so somebody uh, I was sitting next to uh, told me that Mason Smith went out while I was going to get a beer. And I was like, what do you mean he went out? He, he's got a breather? He was like, no, no, he's probably towards ACL. And I was like, nah, it's a lie. Yeah. yeah. And I saw him not come back out in pads. And that's, that's the thing because I'm – He was crying too. I dude, know, I, saw, I saw that. Dude, I, I literally saw Mason from my seats because we were sitting like on the 40-yard line or something on like the 12th row. And – I mean, you could just look the big guy. I, mean, I think he was looking at the defensive line coach, Shamar Kane. Kane's just looking down like – and Mason, you could just tell he's just going crazy like, ah, it's, yeah. it's fucking – it's but, over, it's and over. And I think – and obviously he's a competitor. That's that's what's going to happen. But to me, like I, I – on the car ride up there, I was talking about our two best players, Butte, who basically checked himself out of the game without doing so. Yeah. Right. And then Mason, who gets hurt and can't play. I – could not stop talking about this dude because I mean, if he, you look at his measurables, you look at how just how big he is, how fast he is, what you know, what position he plays. I thought if he had a really good year this this year, he was going to go into next season as a potential number one overall pick. Oh, exactly. No, it easy, perfectly, exactly. And so you you lose a guy like that, and I mean, thankfully we're deep on D line and we have talent on D line, right? But it, which I don't even know if we saw that too much this weekend. Like I don't think that they played the way that they're gonna end the season yeah. as like being talked about as a group. Like I don't even think be, you know Ojalari played good, but that's about it. Makai Wingo Jay Ward was all over the place. Jay Ward He's was one making of my every players this year. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was really happy to see him uh, play have a, have a good game. Jay and Ward then, Jay Ward was literally going like Devin White the whole time. Yeah, like, hey, he I'm was taking everywhere now. He now. Like he did, he did miss some plays. Um, I, I think safeties played great. I, I mean, like that was to me the the biggest question of the season was cornerback, and um, you know I think uh, Gardner and Richardson. Besides now, besides the flea flicker play where Gardner you know should have been more physical in the play. Yeah. Um, I think you know I think they played great. I mean I think they played okay. Um, I don't think that's a big concern. The thing is, the thing is, it's like you have. Guys with experience, at least, they have played everywhere. They just haven't played together as a unit. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to take time. Yeah. I just realized that we have two Makai's, Makai Wingo and Makai Yeah. Green. Yeah. Both, what both, are the odds both, of that? Both right. transfers. One thing that I was told to mention by my wife, Jennifer Araby, we were watching the game, and after. Is that her last name? Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, today she went and got her driver's license. So actually, okay. Jennifer right. Schwartzenberg. Jennifer Schwartzenberg, uh, it's official now. Cheers. Finally you're married, you're married, Burke. You're married. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she. So we're watching the game at home. And after the that muffed, the second muffed punt, I thought Florida State scored because you could see the guy like kind of pick it up and go to the touchdown. So I yeah. just shut it off. I was like, <laughs> they won. We're done. Dude. And she was like, no, no, turn it back on. Like anything can happen. And I was like, no, anything cannot happen. There's two minutes left. Like we're done. They just scored. They're up two touchdowns, whatever. And then, of course, 
I go back, turn it back on, and like that whole after that, it's like the whole resurgence came back. We scored yeah. a touchdown, and, and dude, the, you know the rest is history. But I was told to. She was right. I, I she's always right. She's, she's always right. She's right, bro. So. Dude, Les Miles must have been on their sidelines. Oh Probably put the headset God, on. Dude. I don't know how in the hell Mike Norvell, the Florida State head coach, decides, hey, you know, there's 120 left in the game. Well, you just kneel it or let's just score yeah. on them. Oh, let's just do a toss do and a toss, toss up the middle. Yeah. That never, ever works from the goal line. Yeah. And Makai Wingo, like, he played great. He recovered that fumble. And then, you know, we had the 99-yard drive, and it just it was all for nothing at the end. The, my favorite tweet that I've seen – Still, like, I screenshotted it. I think, like, once a year I'm going to retweet it. If Les Miles it was still our head coach, that, like, missed field goal would have ricocheted off the uprights and back into the kicker's hands, and we would have run into it. Yeah. Scored a touchdown if Les Miles was still our Just head that, coach. Yeah, that crazy that BS. So, funny. so yeah. Robbie, um, I know you got to go here soon. Yeah. Final yeah. thoughts on the game final thoughts on the game uh i was about to say it before we uh kind of tailed off a little bit uh, i want to give a shout out to uh the magnese transfer oh, it, oh yeah colby richardson, richardson yeah. he uh i watched him for a couple drives and uh he was i don't want to i don't want to go too far here like i was going to say he was impressive uh, wait he, what position is he cor- a corner corner cornerback oh, corner. he yeah. uh he played really for if you you know just look on paper and you're like oh LSU's got a guy getting a lot of snaps that transferred from McNeese you don't think a lot of good things I thought he played really well I think uh, he did. I was worried about it I was worried about our our corner situation and I'm still not like you know feeling good about it but I it was good to see him play well thought the linebackers are gonna need to get fixed up a little bit but yeah um, yeah all in all I think that. Um, kind of hit on it early it's it's just this is a team that really needs to come together and and just kind of maybe they need to get more familiar with with kelly maybe they just need to get more familiar with each other um it was a disappointing loss but i don't know i see i see them rallying a little bit um the expectation still for me is like seven wins maybe eight yeah. Uh, but the, right. the road to that is a lot harder than it was last saturday yeah. right yeah. sunday so, sunday yeah absolutely uh, you know, like like I was saying, yeah, we're gonna have to steal one now. And uh, right. I mean, the way Florida looked, that could have been a candidate to steal. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Na- Napier looks pretty. Na- Napier. That offense looked. I hate the pistol offense, but Richardson played so well. I think the offense looked a lot more prepared than like say our. And I'm using them as a comparison because the the coach situation, new coach, right? SEC, right? But um. Man, they just they looked a lot more prepared than us. It was a sloppy game for sure. Zach, you and I talked about that. But uh yeah. Utah is definitely not a top ten team. Florida's definitely not an unranked team. Right. Um Yeah, they jumped to like number, number twelve. 12 I think. Number twelve. Yeah. Like the thirteen highest, spots. Yeah. Highest jump in uh team history, I think. So Yeah, but wow. uh, you know, it, that that is I'm just glad that that has not been brought up a whole lot on the internet because um Obviously, LSU had an opportunity. I think a lot of LSU fans were, were talking themselves in an Napier because we, we didn't know who we were going to get. Yeah. We had no I idea. Mean, thought it was Lincoln Riley. And yeah. Then once he goes. I mean, you and like, me went to – we went to, like, most – went to UO games last year. I mean, the three of us did. And, like, I like I went to the first UO game. And I'm like, there's no way Napier's going to be a head coach. And I went to the Sunbelt Conference Championship. I said, I'll be cool with Napier as yeah. our coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be okay with it. 
But yeah, you know, we're we're still in wait and see mode. I think, uh, like I said, we're going to see Daniels the rest of the year until he gets hurt, which he probably will because the offensive line is pretty bad. And yeah, all he can do, right. like, well, he, he was our run game. Half, yeah, exactly. I think he had eleven carries. I'd like a hundred and like fourteen yeah, yards. I'd, I'd say half of them were designed. Sixteen that, carries. Sixteen carries. So Sixteen. Eight. Of course, a couple of those might have been sacks too, because it's counted as a carry. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, either way, there was a lot of broken plays. A lot of. A lot, of, a lot of, not a lot of opportunity for him, and that's why you see the stats. I mean, you do see the what was it, like twenty two for twenty eight or something like that. Twenty six for thirty five. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, two hundred yeah. yards and two touchdowns. Right, it's a, it's a lot of Dinkin and Duncan, which is fine. I like that, um, but and there was no opportunity to take deep. The thing balls. is, a hundred of those yards was the last minute. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for, the thing about that. 99 of those yards is – Florida State went prevent, and, and we kind of ate at that point. I mean, it, it wasn't about just that. It was the tempo, the execution. Um, really love the way we played that last drive. And yeah. I think I say that every time we do something like that. I'm like, why couldn't we do that the whole game? Exactly, exactly. But, exactly. You know, it's, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm excited. I – this is a good wake up call for me. I definitely talked. I was was talking myself into like ten wins yeah. this past Saturday, which was foolish. I'm smarter yeah. than that. Now yeah. we'll be lucky for seven. That's, seven that's or what eight. I keep saying I could have talked myself into a natty, and now we'll be lucky to have seven wins this year. But yeah. there are brighter days ahead. Um, Absolutely, we're going to yeah. get the culture right. Yeah, I think I think I think it's going to just just take it just take it game by game, and um, you know to. To me, as long as you um, – like, just as long as the coach – you know, I think we didn't talk about this yet, but coaches, uh, the assistant coaches need to coach a little bit better. But, you know, they, they're just getting used to their players and stuff. So, I think yeah. – you know, one thing is I, I know when Mississippi State comes to town, I think that that defense – thank God they play these two games first so they'll be – they can be adjusted and maybe, you know, defend yeah, against Mississippi State because Mike Leach is going to pick you apart yeah, big time. Um, score prediction for Saints Falcons, Robbie. Um, we didn't even get to touch on that. that was, yeah, that's the next thing I was going to talk about. But nine eleven, Saints dun, at dun, Falcons. Dun. I think uh, I'll give a, a quick quick shout out to James here. He's going to uh, lead the Saints to a Super Bowl. Hell you heard yeah. it here first. Hell yeah! I actually mean that, by the way. Uh, yeah. Score prediction twenty eight three Saints. Let's go. Amen, brother. Yeah, because the Falcons is it Marcus Mariota? Who's isn't that who's the Starting quarterback, yeah. and then you got Ritter, yeah. Ritter back in a month. Oh, yeah. you got a uh, you got you got Pitts at tight end. Hopefully, he puts some Pitts big fantasy points. Hopefully, he puts some big points for me this year. Yeah. But he, I, I, I Pitts I is great, but he's not. It can't be the whole offense. Like, well, you don't like, you don't have Calvin Ridley because right, he's suspended. Exactly. So yeah, and he's yeah. he's an objectively worse person than Deshaun Watson. Objectively, <laughs> uh, <laughs> seriously, I mean, think about that, dude. It's like the worst, the worst. Yeah, for betting fifteen hundred. Betting fifteen hundred. That's that is. We got to give him the maximum fine. Yeah, I just that. and I hope he actually that. No, I just that's so terrible. That's yeah. feel bad. Well, Robbie, thank you for stopping by. We yeah, surely wish wish I could have stayed. I always enjoy. Yeah, no, talking well, with you boys. definitely. Maybe next week after uh, the Saints game, we can get a good look at what they've. Got oh, I'd love to get some more attention to the Saints. Yeah, I'm, big I'm time. All yeah, in this year. yeah, that's yeah. gonna be our. <laughs> this is gonna turn into a Saints podcast <laughs> real quick. Maybe oh, yeah. well, if, if, if LSU doesn't perform as well, yeah. we may go to Saints. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, uh, I did have one more thing. Just one little thing to throw in. I do believe LSU is going to win Saturday, but at halftime oh, yeah. they are going to 
get dominated uh, yeah. by the uh, human, by the so, by the southern band human jukebox yeah, human jukebox yeah, yeah. all righty robbie well thanks man all right boys always glad to be here thank yeah. you robbie all righty uh matt and i will continue with the lsu talk we appreciate robbie for stopping by um so yeah sucks that we lost following in the following days after the loss, obviously today is Wednesday, September 7th, um, Brian Kelly is just getting bashed on social media right now. Uh, we can get into the Leah Van stuff. I don't like to me. It was just a joke. Everybody's blowing it way out of proportions. I think it, the reason it's being picked up so much is because one, we lost and it's just like, a snowball effect everything that happens in that press conference room is going to be like amplified now so um that's that's i think what happened with leah van but i don't understand and somebody can explain it to me but i don't understand why brian kelly is just getting like bashed constantly i know he left i the arguments that i've seen is like he left notre dame kind of uh in a weird way which it's a business decision like exactly this, this is a business like what else he's supposed to do give yeah. you a lullaby i know <laughs> yeah uh i have seen a lot about how he throws players under the bus a lot to me that's a coach like trying to sh- give his players accountability one and two the press conference that he he's had so far He's emphasized that they have to do better as coaches. I, I've seen, other than that, the, there's like some weird comments about how Malik Neighbors wasn't ready and they have to do better as coaches. Like right after that, he talks about how it's on the coaches. And it starts, we've heard it with Ogeron, but he said it too. Like the coaches are the number one responsibility. Ogeron, Ogeron sorry to call you up, but no, Ogeron no. said it just to make everybody feel better. Yeah. They didn't actually really change anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Brian Kelly's saying it, okay, well. Well, Brian I, Kelly I has feel, a process, too, I feel like. The process. You know? The process, exactly. Yeah. Which we're, we're, we better start trusting the process. But with that, I just don't understand why he is public enemy number one for every single media outlet. Like, I, I just don't. I, he is smug. I think that's probably part of it. He seems like a politician type of coach. He seems smug when he's talking to reporters but i mean if you look at the stuff that nick saban says to reporters it's pretty much the same type of stuff you know so i don't i don't know nick don't saban know. literally like bashes reporters and shit and like he curses and everything yeah like and this is this is this i'm i'm, I'm sorry but i'm kind of taking off from about uh brian kelly but it's a comparison to saban you can't really compare saban and ogeron but i remember a while back uh, you know, like there's clips of Nick Saban just slamming his headset on the ground, just losing his absolute mind. Ed Ogeron does that one time, and literally the guy got like Warren Arsenal texted me and just said, "Tell your clown ass head coach to stop, to stop acting like a little bitch on the sidelines." I'm like, "Go tell Nick Saban that." Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Warren Arsenal. Yeah. But yeah. But it's like, but but the other thing is, it's like I I, I really don't understand. It's like when Brian Kelly took the job back in November. The minute he gets out there, 
you know, you know, it's bright. We're all, but it, it, we're all like excited and everything. But then it gets totally crushed by stupid ass national media people thinking, well, it sounded in the basketball uh, speech where it sounded like Brian Kelly had said family wrong. Family like, thing. dude, how the why in the fuck are we still talking about that for ten months later? Yeah. I, I've watched every single national show, listen to every radio show. All they talk when you mention Brian Kelly, Southern accent comes up. And then the yeah. TikTok, the TikTok video, like I'm, I'm that was real dumb. That, uh, how I is it dumb? The the him with him dancing. He's just dancing. Look at Nick Saban. He does. He did the same thing. Everybody's like crying and stuff. It's like, dude, I've seen videos of fucking like they did like a comparison video to Marcus Freeman's introduction to the team to Brian Kelly's, and all the players are just like they're all. all Cheering around him, like hugging him. Oh, we're so glad you're the head coach and yeah, everything. They already know. And then, like, it, and then it like goes to like the sound of crickets to Brian Kelly speaking to his team and say, "Well, it looks doesn't look like the, k- the players love Brian Kelly at all." It's like he's literally just meeting a brand new team. Yeah. Freeman's been there for a whole year. Like, it's like it's like anytime this man, like Brian Kelly, says a single word. Now he could literally say like "good night," and he could say "good morning," everybody, and then somebody would say, "Well, Brian Kelly definitely well, he, he hates." He, he, he hates he hates night. You know yeah. what? No, fuck him for that. It's yeah. like this guy literally made a joke in the press conference, and the reporter. Yes, it was a rude comment to make. She was, you know, she was running. She, he was early to the press conference, and she was running in late. But you know, Kelly just made a little joke, and it's like the minute this guy said the reporter says that some dumbass some dumbass reporter named Glenn Gilbo, who is a Billy Napier fan that works for L, that's an LSU guy. Said no, Leo. You had no right. You didn't have to apologize to him. He deserved that. I'm like, dude, you're really riding for LSU. You are the biggest fucking scumbag like ever <laughs> at this school. It's like, and then like I watched this video on this guy named Cole Adams, and he um, this guy like he's a, he's a Cincinnati fan, so he knows Brian Kelly. He says I don't like the way Brian Kelly left Cincinnati. I don't like the way he. I mean, I especially hate the way he left Notre Dame. And like I, I was friends with this guy on Twitter. And I literally rose to this guy. I'm like, dude. Brian Kelly's been winning more games. He's been winning more games than you've been alive. Like he's been he's been a head coach longer than you've been fucking alive. Yeah. It's it's like the guy and the guy saying he's not Brian Kelly's not funny or you know he tries to be funny. He's he's embarrassing. He compared him to Urban Meyer. I'm like, tell me what the fuck Brian Kelly has done that Urban Meyer did. Urban Meyer literally stepped. They're like, oh, he's not a culture fit and stuff. It's like, dude, Brian Kelly literally. It, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I don't understand the whole cultural fit. You want a culture fit? Go hire Scott Frost in Nebraska. Yeah. So we like him, really. You like a coach that's going 15 and 30 or 16 and 31? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that that pretty much the the family thing, too. I think the problem with that has it been – It is so overblown. I, I think they haven't – he hasn't given them anything else. So well, that's the – like – there hasn't been any other major media like this. This game was the first time he's been in the national public eye. And so I think that's it. it it'll go away eventually. But yeah, I mean, it's just like the same joke every single time. Dude, it is like it is like ridiculous to this point yeah. now. Like like it's like this guy loses one game and everybody turns on him, like completely yeah. turns on him and says, yeah. Ha ha! Told you so. Like told you what? so. Like 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 Grant Klein, for example. I'll, I'll announce him. You know, he yeah yeah. Hey, friend of the podcast. We love you. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that. Like the dude literally like tweeted us right after and said yikes. Yeah. After I made the comment about 
you know, the, I forgot what the comment was, but like I, I was, I was kind of in a mood. So we were, we were all mad after that game. But um, one thing I did want to point out uh, were the players, Kayshawn Boutte, Kyron Lacey, and Malik Neighbors. Um, a lot of people said, well, it looks like the player, I mean, they're like, I mean, Brian Kelly's already lost the locker room. His top players are doing their social media accounts because they just, they just, they've had, they quit. I'm like, yeah. dude, first of all, that is fuck face LSU fans. I don't even LSU, that shouldn't even be LSU fans. Right. Basically just berating these kids after a football game. Like to me, if you, if you base, if that is fucking weird, the fact if you literally sit behind a computer or DM a player and say like just DM all this like like I don't like what the fuck seriously yeah. it's like yeah. that's just like that's just so childish yeah. for anybody but it's like the national media took that story and said well it looks like Brian Kelly's already lost the locker room and it's like well it's like the guy literally just tries to be funny but he's like not funny yeah. I'm just like why does that fucking matter yeah. If it's you, like they, if like you like look at it w in a vacuum without social media. This is like we're doing fine. Like we yeah. lost by one point. It was a game we should have won. Damn. And uh, without social media, like the drama around, which is this is an indicator that we need to get off of social media. But yes, the drama around this team is like non-existent. Other than like it's a a building year, like we said, so. it's like you, you expect like they're 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 waiting for like Brian Kelly to like crack. They're waiting for him to like go in some like nightclub and like put his finger up some woman's like skirt or something. <laughs> yeah. Like God, that's God, Urban Meyer. That's Urban Meyer. Urban Urban Meyer was not a that's not a fit at all because he was literally a college coach his whole career, did some and like it's like. I just I just don't understand the hate, man. Like it, it is at this point now. It's just like, like I've never said anything bad about Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. Yeah, no. I think I, I love I love Marcus. I'm, I'm not right. I'm not rooting for him. I just you know, hey, he's a great coach. I, I really would have loved for him to come to LSU and get to coach in the SEC as a defensive coordinator. Right. But you know, and it was Notre he Dame. Probably will when I don't think he's going to be super like like I've said before. He seems like an Ed Ogeron type of pick where he's a great recruiter. He loved the players love him, but he doesn't seem like a permanent pick for them. So, yeah, I mean, I think eventually he could, you know. And that's like another thing like people believe they're like they looked at um when Oger when o they're like LSU literally while kicked. we're doing this too, Matt and I are both doing a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a giraffe so we, yeah, we're yeah, we're trap. Anyway, multitasking. But um it was like this dude. Like I was watching this video. This this guy was posting, and like he said, like I mean LSU had a great situation with Ed Ogeron, but they literally chased him out of town. They like they fired him and hired a sleaze back like Brian Kelly. I'm like, go look at the past last two seasons. Go look at everything that happened in the off season. Like yeah. they're like, I mean they like, said Ogeron's a, you know cultural fun guy. I'm like, so you want a nice guy to be the head coach? Like, yeah. do, do you not see Nick Saban? He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He wins though, and I think and he wins eventually. Um, Brian Kelly will win as well. Just got Josh Allen as my quarterback. No big deal. Oh, you're getting quarterbacks already? Yeah. Well, there's freaking. I'm trying to get other people, but this is a 17 team fantasy league, people. So pretty much everybody was taken in the first round. So yeah, I'll get more. Yeah. Where anyway, I'm, I'm taking. Um, I'm taking Burrow. 
Let's go, Joe. Let's go, yeah. Joe. Fuck him up, Joe. Fuck him up, Joe. <laughs> and I mean that. Um, I love that pussy bad. Yeah, but it's just like I, 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 you know, I think until we win, maybe it will, it will, it will, it will silence down. But it's just like, like Brian Kelly lost one game. And yeah, we we but it's like on social media you see the reaction of LSU fans and everybody's literally feeding off of that. Well, it looks like Brian Kelly's ain't gonna last in, in Baton Rouge. He's probably gonna be out by the end of the year. He's trying to get out. I'm like, dude, he signed a ten year, like seventy five yeah. million dollar con like he's nine million dollar contract. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's he's in this for the long haul. Right. And yeah. like I don't and that's know. That's what I mean, everybody keeps pointing. Kirby Smart went like six and seven his first year in Georgia. They won a national championship. They're probably going to be freaking competing one for one this year too. After what they did at Oregon, oh my god! And then god. Alabama, what did he go six and six at uh, six and six with at? So Nick Saban went six and six his first season in Alabama. Yeah, they lost to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, and it's like everybody was all Saban isn't what he was and Baton Rouge and stuff to get him out. And then Alabama, Alabama fans had the last laugh. Yeah, but like in like dude, compared to two thousand and uh. 2000 when Nick Saban took the job at LSU everybody hated that hire because Nick Saban wasn't what it wasn't what he was at the time but they hated because the way he left Michigan State yeah and it was kind of like you know none of his coaches came down to Baton Rouge with him and the guy they hired was Bobby Williams who was like the wide receiver like he was a offensive coordinator or something and they gave him the head coaching job and you know they said well good luck Nick Saban good luck trying to fix that dumpster fire at LSU the guy lost to UAB his first like second home game or something. Everybody wanted Saban out. And then after that, Saban had the number one recruiting class in 2000. That was a class like Marcus Spears, Michael Clayton, Marquise Hill, RIP. They they had a, just an unbelievable class. And it's like – and then he you're wins – You're and up, then, you're up on the – No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm eight just, picks. I'm eight I'm picks. Just, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm just joking. I'm watching, Bird. I'm watching. <laughs> but it's like he literally um, won a uh, – like he won a national championship with LSU, yeah. And LSU paid him. They did what other teams don't do. They paid him because Nick Saban said, "Look, I need more from LSU. Yeah, I need you. You know, I can coach you, but I need a bigger commitment from you." Right. And LSU, just like Bobby Bowden at Florida State, Steve Spurrier of uh, Florida, and you know Phil Fulmer of Tennessee, they paid him one point two million. Yeah. And you win a national championship. Yeah. You lay you lay the groundwork. Now, Brian Kelly's. He's getting paid, boy. He's getting paid. He's getting million. paid to win. Getting yeah. paid ninety million to win. Speaking of, I'm okay who, with that. Who else is getting paid? Ed Ogeron. That was one of the funniest. Oh uh, my god! Things the, the clip of him saying the the first one was when they were like, "Coach, it's not going well," and he was like, "Well, no shit." Ray Charles could see that. Yeah, that was hilarious. And that was like, funny, man. Coach, your contract. We still owe you seventeen point one billion. We're gonna give it to you, and he says. Well, what door do you want me out of, and what or what time you want me gone, and what door you want me out of? That was hilarious. That was, that was awesome, man. Yeah. And you like, and I think that another thing is, I, I think I've just want to kind of say this. I've I've taken a given a lot of show in Ogeron, being like, oh, we got a better coach than Kelly. I mean, O, o did win a national title and stuff, and he, he's had he you know he settled. Um, I did see a tweet yesterday. It's like Ed Ogeron should be the next you know should replace Lee Corso in game day. Yeah. Which would have been, I mean, that's like that's perfect for. Speaking it. of Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee, that's gonna the, be cool. The self-made punter, yeah, going from a t- his own TV show to now he's you know on Game Day, not not official if he's replacing Lee Corso, but could be expected. But um, 
I think the best thing for us to do this week, Bird, just get off of social media. Yeah. At this point yeah. now, it's just like <laughs> it's like there, there's really nothing we can do. Let everybody have their fun. You can't really defend. You can't try to defend yourself because a whole bunch of other people that have no association with Brian Kelly, they're like, "Well, Brian Kelly made me piss. He pissed me off." I'm like, "What did he do to you?" Yeah. Like, I don't know what he. I I don't know. It's like we're going way back, but when yeah. he uh when he like announced the team that he was leaving Notre Dame for LSU. First of all, the kid that videoed that, the player that videoed that, I hope that kid never ever plays it down in college football. <laughs> that dude is soft as Charmin for doing something like that. It's like uh, it's like the remember the Bo Davis video, yeah, where Bo where uh, that kid filmed that. Like, what what else do you want Brian Kelly to do? Do you want him to like you know take you out to dinner or you know give you like he took a better job. He he left a girl. I'm not gonna say that. That's, that's kind of bad. Uh, that about does it for this episode. Didn't talk about Saints very much. Um, still a lot of. I mean, it's kind of good that we haven't made predictions about them because, um, you know, we made predictions about LSU and we sucked. So um, I'm hopeful. Glad Michael Thomas is back. Glad Jameis is back. Um, I think we're going to be a force. Chris Olave just got uh, designated as wide receiver five. And when you have a wide receiver as good as him, at like our wide receiver core is strong. So, Who's three and four? I don't know. Trey Corn? Yeah, Callaway. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Next week, we'll get into the Saints a lot more, I'm sure, um, because we'll have a game to go off of on 9-11. Saints take on the Falcons. Um, and like we said, the Falcons have Marcus Mariota. I'm sure it's going to be a good game. And uh, LSU takes on Southern, which uh, the human jukebox will be out and uh, performing. That'll be cool to watch. So um, thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate each and every single one of you. And we will see you next time. Go Tigers.